What's up, guys? I'm Grace. I'm Lucy. We're coming to you live from the studio that is not on 83rd Ave. New location. And you're listening to... The Big Picture Podcast. And tonight we are chatting with Vibes. What's up, Vibes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lucy, I'm talking to you. <laughs> and who are you guys? Vibes. Vibes, yeah. Positive <laughs> hardcore band from Edmonton, Alberta. And awesome. you guys got the vibes. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely do. And you guys are all from Edmonton, Alberta as well? Yeah. Born and raised? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And we're missing out on two people from your guys' band as well, right? Yeah, both guitar players out yeah. here, unfortunately. Are they also from Edmonton? Uh, no, Jordan's from Ontario. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> from out of town? Yeah, and I think John is from somewhere else. He's like a mystery, yeah. Yeah, like a small town somewhere or something like that. But yeah, definitely... You know, we represent Edmonton to the fullest for sure. Like on the album, uh, like lots of references to Edmonton and all that. I love so that. yeah, I mean that that's definitely part of it. You know, repping the Edmonton hardcore. And how did Vibes become Vibes? What's the history of the band? Uh well, I was in a different band called Disabler, and the um, it was very like negative, and we did this big tour, and kind of like. All of the lyrics were maybe about kind of like the uglier parts of my life and just kind of like exalting that and really digging into that and then did this tour across Canada where I just sort of like felt like I was like sowing the seeds of discontent and thinking, you know, why would I put my energy into something like this that's just kind of like showcasing the worst parts of myself. And then also it just felt like it was like running really like against maybe like the natural way that I would want to present myself or live my life or like just made it it feel like there was that piece that was like out uh, of balance you know that I put a lot of fucking time into and so as that band kind of like fizzled out I wanted to do something kind of totally the opposite and make like a hardcore band about kind of promoting positivity and there's a lot of bad messages out there and so it's good to kind of have a chance to reflect on that in a positive way and I just feel like it's a way more productive use of my like lyric writing and like repeating those lyrics is almost like a, a, mantra. a mantra. Yeah, and so uh, Justin joined shortly after we got going, and then Dylan is a slightly more recent addition, but he's been with us all through COVID and all through that. So you know, it's like definitely a band of brothers. Band of brothers. I yeah, love that. yeah, you know it. And, you know, just to have fun, also. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Sounds lots of fun, too. And um, how would you guys describe your music? I'd describe it as just <laughs> hardcore. It's like youth crew. Um, like, you can hear some of the, the inspirations pretty easily, and they're pretty clear to me most of the time. Like, if you ever listen to, like, Mindset or anything like that, Comeback Hit and Bane, yeah. those are, like, primary primary shots yeah mm-hmm. with uh with also like four vocals you know because yeah. you know all the guys up front and then myself are all kind of like providing vocals so there is sort of like this element of uh vocal gymnastics in there that kind of <laughs> set us apart a little bit i would say oh that's so cool yeah you guys just <coughs> have multiple mics and all that yeah, yeah absolutely that's you cool. know gotta like let them know provide all that stuff you know but uh, it's worth it. It's worth it to hear it all together, you know, with the uh, voices in harmony. 
Well, yeah, as soon as you pack them all together, it's like a beautiful sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Queen for that inspiration of that. Mm-hmm. Damn, they were the best. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yep. We try it, yep. <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> a delicious sandwich of music, yes! Yeah, <laughs> I think that that should be basically everybody's goal is to, like, you know, deliver the, the good sandwich alive. <laughs> <laughs> And where did you guys get the name Vibes from? Just like, you know, it, it, vibe, it just is, you know? It's like the, the, the positivity, the posy vibes, it's like the whole, uh, what we're, we're going after, you yeah. know? So I'm not sure where it came from, but it's like, it just, it's, it seemed obvious once it was out there. There wasn't like any other, I don't really remember like any other name ideas being floated around like it just uh, it was always vibes and then it's also kind of like in a funny way i guess it's like not meant to be like proprietary in any way like it's uh you know there's a lot there's other bands called vibes like not hardcore bands that we know of but it's uh in songs and then it's on t-shirts and it's not we we in no way think we've like locked down vibes like you can't trademark the vibe <laughs> uh it's like just uh we you know there is a bit of that name association though you know maybe we've kind of like gotten it into some people's minds that when they're just experiencing vibes they might like think of us and that's kind of a beautiful thing vibes vibes you know it's all around us (laughs) and um what is your guys's music inspired by because i really like what you said before about lyric writing are you the writer of lyrics yeah and how you're kind of utilizing this way that uh, positive reinforcement in sound can be like a mantra. And yeah. that was just so beautiful. Can you talk a little bit more about the power behind lyrics and um, the songs that you guys are creating? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, for me, the vibes lyrics, there's like a political ones and then also like some more of like the self-improvement, uh, self-confidence kind of like... Uh, lyrical uh, matter and I think most of that is like primarily comes from like me trying to remind myself you know of the best way that I should live and the best way to present myself and to like be encouragement from when I'm when I'm at my strongest you know like writing a letter to me when I'm like at my weakest you know and that's kind of I think where a lot of that comes from and that's beautiful yeah, and so it's not about shouting from the mountain. It's like, yo, I got it all figured out, like a motivational speaker or something like that. It's Hell like, no. yeah, yeah. It's really more about like the healing journey, you know, and just like self improvement and uh, just trying to, because uh, everybody's got so much conflict and there's so much trouble in the world, but we really got to invest in ourselves and kind of also trying to be the best versions of ourselves in like a real kind of way not in some idyllic fantasy way but like people in their heart like know what they need to work on you know and that's not calling people out that's just like that realization that is there you know so that's maybe like the slant of the positive hardcore not in like a not in like a hang in there babe like toxic positivity like no, it's authentic. Yeah. not that kind of thing it's yeah it's like trying to be like more hit you where you live kind of thing yeah i'd say that that is kind of the gist of that yeah, it's a positive outlook on various topics yeah 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 <laughs> absolutely like, 
kudos to you guys for putting some positive vibes out there. It's actually quite challenging because, yeah, as Maddie was saying about writing negativity and stuff like that, it's pretty easy to do that. Cause I, I, when I was writing lyrics in the past, it was, yeah, you come up with something and you just describe how much you don't like it. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I found, like, since I've been in vibes trying to write lyrics, it's a lot more challenging to have a more positive outlook, that's for sure. Yeah. I find it challenging anyways. Interesting. What? Sorry. Such a, like, powerful thing, too, because, like, hardcore is so, like, packed with energy, and it's loud, and it's, like, yeah. you don't see it from a positive outlook, or I don't think I've heard that, like, ever. Like, it's always, like... Yeah, it's always Everything like, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, it's absolutely. That's like totally ubiquitous in like the hardcore scene. But the music that kind of like was coming out like in the 80s and then into the 90s, like there was like a lot of youth crew bands that had that positive message. And uh, so it's definitely been around. It's just maybe like <laughs> underrepresented now, you know? I think we might be Canada's only like out-and-out out positive hardcore band. I hope I'm wrong. I would love to be corrected on that. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, I would love to know where they're at. I'll hang out with them 100%, but I think we are the only one, and then it's like maybe like a handful of like ones around in the States and a handful of notable ones in Europe, so it is really uncommon like that actually fly the banner for sure. I sure hope this is the beginning of many things, though, you know, where it's kind of like a seed being set for this to continue even larger. I love the theme of <coughs> spreading positivity through music because we have no Absolutely. idea how we're all just constantly, um, what's the word? We're hypnotized by music and lyrics mm -hmm. that are yeah. being listened and shown on the radio all the time. What do you want to be hypnotized with is the question. <laughs> yeah. Good vibes. <laughs> you want to be hypnotized with good vibes. Yeah. yeah. Vibes. <laughs> um, maybe we should write that down. <laughs> and you guys recently made number one on the CJSR charts. Yeah. Um, how did that happen, and yeah. how do you guys feel about that? It's pretty cool, you know. Like, uh, I feel good about that for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm not sure how that happens. Maddie would know more about the logistics of that, but yeah, we put the record together and got it out there. I it, it, it uh, uh, represents like Edmonton, so like out and out. You know what I mean? Like the references are are there, and that's pretty like uncommon, I guess. There's been like a number of like notable artists that have come out of Edmonton, and then like basically renounce that they're from Edmonton and say they're oh, from somewhere gosh. else. You know? Yeah. So what do they do? Hometown. I know exactly. <laughs> so I really wanted to make it like. You know, I I would, we would represent Edmonton like that, you know, and so hopefully that's why we kind of like got that push in in, in on CJSR, and then, uh, but yeah, no, feels pretty good. Yeah, nice right. To get mm -hmm. that uh, recognition. Yeah. <laughs> and are there any specific events or people that you guys write about? Tell us the tea. <laughs> I'm not sure how he comes up with it. Yeah, right? Like, what is the process, anyways? I, some of it's, like, relevant, too, as to what's going on. And I know Maddie's yeah. close with this city, so he kind of, especially with some of, like, the housing and stuff, like, uh, for example, uh, oh, it's going to bug me now. What's the song? Only Takes Once. <laughs> that one uh, was relevant at the time when you wrote it, anyways. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like the opioid crisis? Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, still, obviously, like, yeah. an ongoing issue. Very it's much just, so. 
really uh, practical song too about just the challenges right now. <clears throat> not so much actually, not even the challenges, but the reaction. It's about harm reduction. It's about getting a nylaxone kit, where you can get it from. Uh, just some of like the facts in around the situation that even though COVID is like uh, dominating like the news cycle, it's like concurrently we're yeah. also in the opioid crisis. And it's like, sure, that is a lot to digest, but basically get a Nyaloxone kit. They're free at Shoppers Drug Mart. Get oh, they're a new, free. They are free. That's yeah, just awesome. get them from the pharmacy. Uh, keep it out of your trunk like they can't freeze. Uh, get a new one every year. They do expire. Uh, there's stuff on YouTube that can teach you how to do it. It is a like a muscular jab, so like not into a vein, like into like a thigh, a thigh buttocks, mm -hmm. something like that. So it is like it's and it can go through clothing. So it is like you know it is still uh, to arm yourself and do that. It still takes courage, but by having that, you can literally save lives. You can save someone's life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we wanted to make a song that really explicitly like went into that, not like in a poetic type of way but just like really like a hard facts about it you know like a pamphlet in a song you know and so we also have another one twist in the wind that's about like uh the unhoused population specifically in edmonton and uh although there is maybe some like artistic liberties in that i feel like it is very much like based around the facts you know and just kind of bringing attention to that but then also bringing attention to like our own uh, preconceptions, you know, and challenging that, not to call anybody yeah. out, but just to make people reflect in general, you know? Oh, I love that. I think that is so important mm -hmm. right now too. The idea of you thinking of the music as a pamphlet, I'm like, oh my God, genius for harm reduction in general, genius. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm in the like social work field and like definitely like, oh, yeah, hey. community education and stuff. And that's really important. That's a big part of it. I'm a big fan of harm reduction in general as well, so bless yeah. your heart for being involved. Yeah, because like, like a moral kind of response sort of only mm. is just, uh, I don't know, it, 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 we just got to be practical about just regardless of how people like align on like the political compass, like it affects people of all walks of life and socioeconomic backgrounds and not as just a certain drug, not just like a certain type of person. And it, it, it's, it's all over. So it's just a matter of looking at the numbers, realizing the amount of harm that's actually being done, and just like taking steps mm. at, on a personal level to try to do something about that. And yeah. That, yeah. Well, that's beautiful. So is that your normal 9 to 5 job, or is it more of a volunteer basis? No, it's my normal oh, 9 to 5, yeah. That is such a beautiful job to have. Okay, I kind of want a job like that. <laughs> You know, it's you can be a, hard. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. Uh, it's good for people, you know, who are kind of uh, uh, have that predisposition to kind of like really interested in people and interested in helping out. And, uh, you know, if people are kind of like out there trying to figure out what their career path is, that can be great for people. But I would just warn them that the yeah. the kind of like the the people who started and then decide it's not for them is like extremely high mm -hmm. and so that is just worth considering as well mm, yeah. Mm. yeah probably important too yeah i just just to be practical i yeah. wouldn't <laughs> want to dissuade anybody from it but i think that that's just an important consideration oh for sure, yeah. for sure. and you don't get paid very well <laughs> <laughs> well that's a shame you really should damn when you think about it you know 
is what it is. How do you want people to feel when they listen to your guys' music? Mm. Pumped. <laughs> yeah, I think something to be able to, like, not just lift your mood to, like, having a good vibe if you're sad, but also if you're just happy and want to listen to some good music, just to boost that happiness by 2%. <laughs> Sorry, two times. <laughs> um, 200%! No, you know, that would be good, too. Um, yeah. Just something to be able to listen to anytime. It's all about the vibes. Yeah. <laughs> I could just use that as a joke on a constant. <laughs> yeah. Guys, this time. <laughs> vibes. Yeah. It's definitely fun. I definitely want people to have fun. Definitely. Yeah. Dance, but also mosh. Yeah. The more yeah. people have fun, the more fun I have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, make you laugh, make you think. It's a beautiful mix. Yeah. yeah. I like that there's um, a lot of thought that goes into the lyrics as well. Like I find with a lot of, that I've seen, which isn't a lot yeah. of hardcore and stuff, it's like there isn't a lot of thought that's gone into it. Uh, yeah. And it's more like it. primarily focused on like the music, the guitar mm -hmm. and the, everything. And it's so, it's interesting to see like both, obviously a heavy focus on the music, but then tapping in that extra bit to like you have something to say yeah, yeah. And use that platform yeah. you know yeah put your messages out there well and then that brings up an interesting point because yes indeed like the musicianship in in the time that it takes to learn like an instrument in the time it takes to be as like um proficient as the guys and vibes are you know that is big time man hours you know mm -hmm. and so uh for me as like a front a front person to have them in the room with me and uh be have the privilege of writing lyrics to these like awesome songs that these guys have crafted uh i can't sleep you know sleep at the job you know i gotta really like that's a big privilege you know and i know like my dad talked about how like that was his dream to like front like a, a rock band you know and probably a lot of other people would love the chance just to like get on the mic and spill their guts and say whatever they want and rock out and that for one reason or another is like something that they won't ever get to do or pursue but I've gotten that like awesome opportunity to do that so I really like take that seriously and just try to uh uh put my heart into the lyrics and make them as good as I possibly can and like think about them way more than I should maybe and rewrite it and really kind of like <coughs> dig into it and make sure the meaning comes across we got that this one song only takes once that that one that we were just discussing and I showed it uh, to my my brother who's a, a fellow musician Earl Donald and he said I like this one because it's like the message is like it's not about the message it's just about rocking you know and it's like you kind of don't need to to listen to it you can just rock and i and then i said <laughs> no and so we put in this big uh 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 talking chunk in the middle that explains it verbatim <laughs> down the middle of the song where it's just like literally spoken out the talking points so it's, it's like no this isn't just for rocking like you can't <laughs> ignore it and we need to like really drive it home otherwise it might you know because i'm we're, we're hollering on the mics and uh it's not necessarily going to be the most 
readily understood just by the uh, genre perspective. So to, to counter that, like literally just like put it in. <laughs> <laughs> that is so hilarious. Yeah. So now, before we move to the next questions, I was wondering if we could go around in a little circle, and you guys could mention your name, the instrument oh, yeah. you play, and then <laughs> also that. your favorite song that you guys have made. To do that first. Yeah, we forgot. <laughs> yeah. Sure. You want to go first? I guess I'll go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My name is uh, Justin Williams. I play the bass guitar, um, and I'd have to say my favorite song might be Run the Risk. I was excited to bring that one to, to, the, to the table for Vibes. I had that one written a long time ago. When oh, I first yeah. joined Vibes, we were working on that one. So One of the old classics? Mm-hmm. Took Which, a long time to realize. Yeah, took a long time to figure that one out, too. But. Uh, I'm Dylan McKay. I play the drums. And my favorite song would probably have to be Forgiveness Denied. I just like the dynamic from the start to the end of the song. I think there's like a good story in it, and then also the music has a nice shift to it throughout. Oh, the one it takes yeah. you on a little journey. Yeah. yeah. It's new blast beats, too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> My favorite one to play. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Maddie Couvelaire. Uh I do lead vocals and vibes, and my favorite one is Twist in the Wind, because I felt like it uh, is, like, both, like, really uh, dense, you know, in terms of, like, the vocals and, and our, our parts in the, the song, but it also has, like, a fairly... I, I think like nuanced and challenging message for a, for a punk song and uh, it uh, has my friend Katrina who does like these vocals on it that kind of like give it a little bit of a different flavor that's maybe like mm-hmm. something special on it and I don't know just overall I just think it's a, turned out really it's I think it's a pretty like unique song but also in like a familiar way a f- like a twist on an old favorite yeah and something different around every corner you know like a like like you're like in a really serious boxing match and then he's the, the you're getting punched and then the motherfucker's got like a third arm and then like a scorpion tail comes out the back <laughs> you know it's like that's kind of what it feels like to me and that, that's one of those cool things about vibes is uh, that's our excuse for any time if we could change our genre at any point it's still it's still that kind of it's still vibes so yeah <laughs> is, uh, so that when Twist in the Wind was, was written uh, Jordan's not here but I remember he w- we were going through a bit of a metal phase and like listening to a lot of metal records back then so he wanted to sound like a, a, write a song similar to another band or whatever that was a metal band so that's how that song was developed because we were always teetering on the edge of like oh is this metal is this hardcore is this too thrashy like <laughs> but then yeah it doesn't matter because it's just vibes it's just that vibe at uh-huh. that time <laughs> kind of yourself an open canvas then yeah. yeah exactly yeah and then hopefully kind of like the the things that sort of connect the songs like it's like enough of like a thorough thread to kind of make mm-hmm. it make sense we also kind of like it's de- definitely similar yeah it also kind of like forced us to make the album too because we, we had talked about making uh, like EPs of these songs but we were concerned that it would be like three songs that sound the same and then we'd release another three that sound completely different we kind of needed to show like how the what the vibes landscape looks like right now it, as a broad thing because it's like there's certain uh, regiments within the vibes uh, army of songs <laughs> Yeah. and for people that um 
haven't listened to Vibes before, where would you recommend they start? Or what they should start with? The, uh, the new album? I would listen to it on Bandcamp because the lyrics are on there. So that that's vibes.bandcamp.com would be my suggestion. Yeah, as far as I know, they're on every platform. So whichever is uh, the one that's most convenient to the person that wants to listen to music. Mm-hmm. For me, it's Spotify, I guess. But. Yeah. We got a record release coming up uh, March 19th at Buckingham. Nice. So, I mean, you could get the album. That would be nice, too, also. <laughs> March 19th at Buckingham. That's... 15 bucks Saturday with uh, uh, Eyes Front, <laughs> Unwashed, Manual Claw, and it's an early show. Yeah, it's an early show. Starts at 6, done by 10. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. I like that. Yeah. That is so what my vibe. Well, and then, you know, on Saturday, then we're also not necessarily competing with anything, you know? Yeah, true. You can start yeah. the night there and do whatever the fuck you want after, and you'll be better for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's genius. I love the Buckingham, too. Great the, place there. Yeah. Great venue. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, too. absolutely. And it's kind of like one of the last like spots on White Ave that I kind of like uh, yeah. identify with. You know, oh, it's so sad when you think about I it. Right? I don't know how you guys felt about it, but filthies. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Buckingham just kind of replaced that piece of the mm-hmm. missing puzzle. Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed filthies. Uh, I and I, I worked there a couple different times under a couple different management teams, and <laughs> but yeah, it was a fun place. It's totally gutted up there. That's why it's never reopened. That's what I hear. Oh, yeah, like, the last owners took everything out. I work on White Ave, and like every week, it's just like another thing closed. Yeah, and it's yeah. so Shepherd, like Shepherd, it's so Shepherd. sad to yeah, see. Like, redev- slowly re- redeveloping it. I don't like the yeah. way they're re- redeveloping it so much, though. You know, it's mm-hmm. not <laughs> fancy and <laughs> expensive. It used to be like just. People selling products to people, you know. Yeah. The mom and pop business. <laughs> and the anymore. Pla- the place that took over the Strat is like, yeah. it's good, but it's kind of crazy expensive. I sort of don't, didn't see it coming because it's like disguised as like a dive bar. Yeah. And yeah. then fully it's like a hundred dollar bill for like two people. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't like go the, there for brunch. It's even more expensive. I remember last time I was in there, but I felt like that was a misuse of the space because I remember the Strat having a fair decent amount of space. Yeah. I, I kind of so wonder too, where like a double that room. went. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they like have like secret cult rituals in the back room somewhere. <laughs> we should look into that. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Cult <laughs> this is actually investigative paranormal podcast. I've heard so many stories about that building. That's for sure. They're probably all true. They're probably all true. Yeah. How fun would it be to get some sort of like ghost person on here? Because they have like Edmonton ghost tours. And, like, what if you could just yeah, have someone on to tell us all the stories of the Strat and like everywhere else? Like, this Do is you an Edmonton podcast. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> okay, I don't I, know how to answer that. I, okay, I, I don't. Do you know. believe in spirits? Think, Do you believe in the afterlife? I think. I think. <laughs> I don't believe in like physical projection. Yeah, I also think belief in general is sort of like a funny thing because it's sort of it's like inconsequential when you think about it. It's like totally immaterial, and people believe in all kinds of things, and literally. You might as well believe in the most like absurd thing you want because it's a free canvas to do this 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 cycle in your head, but it doesn't make it real. So if I believe in ghosts, it, it could be just you know for fun because <laughs> what, what does it matter? It's definitely what Keeps I do. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think I think people need to be more critical of the idea of belief in general because I think that it is sort of uh, cancerous in a way because it's True. it's 
gets a lot of people killed and it's it's really different from person to person and neither person is wrong because they're it's a fantasy either way perspective too yeah, yeah. it's just something not to be mean to anybody but just maybe think about that a little bit <laughs> Boys, <it's not> <laughs> <a doctor>. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no ghosts. Fuck, I fuck with ghosts. For sure. <laughs> did you ever try a Ouija? Yeah, I did. Uh, it, you have? Yeah, I talked to the devil, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I had to. I had to yeah. Uh, when I, I, I want to do it again, but I can't convince anyone to do it with me. Mm-mm. I'll, I'll go do that shit. Yeah, let's do it via uh, Ouija. Don't, don't do it, guys. Don't. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to get. Well, no, <laughs> this is. <laughs> It's like oh, written as like Vibes album. The next album is like has like really different lyrical content. It's <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, why don't we just let the Ouija board do the lyrics? Too? <laughs> you guys go from complete positive. Yeah, to it's just like a hundred percent satanic. <laughs> but you know, that's just the journey of the artist. <laughs> Sacrifice their blood. Every song starts with hello and ends with goodbye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like a few random letters at the beginning while we're getting warmed up. <laughs> I yeah. tried a Ouija board once, and then I got, like, have you guys ever had, like, sleep paralysis before? Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, once. <laughs> it's, like, so, horrifying. Yeah. Like, it's like you wake up, and you can't move, but you're, like, awake, and then it's, like, <laughs> the devil is there, and you're, like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was, like, move. the scariest thing ever, like... And I was like, no, I'm good with the Ouija boards. Yeah. So is that, is that, yeah, is that like a weird quirk of your brain or is that like... Yeah, it's supposedly a step past a lucid dream. That's like what you call an out-of-body experience. Because that fully happened to me, like at my apartment, I was, I couldn't move in the bed and then there was a creepy ass old lady in my corner. (laughs) I couldn't, I couldn't fucking move and she was just there. And then, and then she like came at me and then like when she like I like woke up then but it was like it was pretty fucking scary right no it's like but I just told myself that's like a a misfire you know it's just a chemical misfire in my brain it would be safer to think of it that way I swear it (laughs) was like always wanted to experience something literally every time I would blink (laughs) I used to sleep with my door open it sucked every time I would blink it would get closer it would suck but like at least you could think about it you know that it happened Mm -mm. Uh, that was, when, was terrible. When I worked at the youth emergency shelter, like one, this is my ghost story, and so I don't know. It definitely happened. So, it's night. Like I worked the night shift for two years there, and in the middle of the night, like there was two programs upstairs, which is the sky sky residential program where kids could like youth could uh, spend uh, an extended stay, and then the shelter program, which was just night. You'd come in at the night and you leave in the morning. And so I did the overnight there, and somebody else was upstairs. And then, in the middle of the night, we just hear this, like, crazy fucking screaming. And it's just loud. You can hear it in every part of the building. And all the youth come down, and they're all accounted for. They're all standing around, like, what's going on? And so she, she, the the staff, watches the youth, and I go look around everywhere, go look outside, (laughs) go look in all the rooms, go look upstairs. We're still hearing it. It's not coming from anywhere. And then it just stops. And... (laughs) Everybody in the building was there, like, because we had records on everybody. And that building was, like, a hospice in the past, all of that stuff. And then the youth would talk about seeing stuff. I had been doing the night shift for a long time at that part, so I I could. (laughs) But the fact of the witnesses, the witnesses corroborating the ghostly encounter, I think, lent some credence to it. Maybe it was a really good prank. 
uh, committed by a third party. Could be. <laughs> Just constant Frankie screaming. Like, yeah. yeah. It was oh quite. God. It was quite ghastly, though. I would say yeah. I was. I Things was. Things that elaborate. It's hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> it was very scary and fully in the middle of the night. So crazy. I've got some. What Emmy. if our reality wasn't reality <laughs> <laughs> and the real world is on the outside? Uh, and that's why they can affect the game on the inside that we're all in right now. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll have to ask the Ouija board. <laughs> Get to that Are one, we living in real life? Yeah, no. yeah, and I think like the tough uh, uh, thing to consider with all of those things is like, regardless of what like the nature of our lives are, it is still at our disposal, and as far as we know, it's the only life that's given to us for sure. So I would say, live the, your life as best you can, and try to enjoy it, and try to do the things that bring you happiness, and like e- explore the world in a way that's like comfortable to you, and like. Really be truthful and honest, you know. Uh, it may be. Sure, sure. And maybe that could be uh, beneficial to you if you think that that's like. It doesn't in any way make your life any less consequential. And I think mm-hmm. that it should give you the uh, authority to just like express yourself freely in the way that it suits you best, you know? And. Because in the end, nothing really matters. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe everything matters. Or maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we go deeper and deeper and deeper. Shoot. I think you should matter to you, you know, and the people around you, they care about you and all of that. So I think in that way, I think that that's very um, substantial, you know, and maybe that doesn't, maybe someone on the other side of the world is never going to know about that or in a hundred years, maybe nobody's going to know about that. But that doesn't mean that it isn't uh, worthy of attention. You know? Yeah, I so agree. I so agree. Anyways, <laughs> aside from the ghosts, <laughs> um, what does Vibes have planned for the new year? Because it's it's March, but still the new year. Okay, you guys have that show yeah, in March. Well, we're, yeah, we got that show in March to kind of just celebrate the album coming out. Um, and then kind of taking it from there. We got a couple, we got a show booked in, in April. Yeah. I believe it's in the works for possibly Red Deer. Um, not much after that, except probably restructuring and writing a little bit. And Alternative Waves Festival, June uh, yes. 18th in Medicine Hat, where Belvedere, Colonel Captains, uh, and probably lots of other cool bands are playing that. Should be really fun. Head down to Medicine Hat. And we are definitely going to be, you know, writing new stuff and hitting people with other shows. But I think really the album release is the one that we're focusing on right now. Like that's that's the we're the headliner. That's kind of like this thing that we've been working on for like three years, like having just the chance to show that off. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, fully March 19th. That's the that's the one that's our that are putting our eggs in that basket fully. Oh man, that's so overdue with having gone through COVID. Yeah. Oh, that was ridiculous. That slowed the process down a lot. Yeah, because it's been done even for a while. Yeah. But it's just like kind of. And, and then, you know, also to tie back to the CJSR thing, what is also nice about that is in the process of trying to put out this album, we, I, we like reached out to a, a myriad of different record labels of like different sizes. Because our last record was put out like a split by a, a cool bit label out of uh, Boston, but the for in terms of releasing the full length, 
the response back was, no, people don't want to listen to positive hardcore. People do not want to hear old school hardcore. Yes. People just want this certain type of, of, of heavy, negative hardcore that's sort of popular right now, which is not diss because I listen to a shitload of that. But uh, the reaction, it was very uh, discouraging, you know, and I kind of worried that we had made a, a, a blunder, you know. But, you know, the response has been so strong since it came out. And we've gotten so much love from Edmonton that, I, you know, I think that they were mistaken. And I think I really uh, it, it shouldn't have looked outside, you know, because city, the city is where the love is, you know. I've been learning that time and time again, too. Like, that's sure. why we made this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing wrong with putting it on for your city, you know? Yeah, yeah. Totally. And um, speaking of Edmonton, who are you guys listening to locally? What's... I usually, for locally, I guess uh, that I listen to, let's say, on a weekly basis, maybe they pop up on my playlist, would be like Black Mastiff and, <laughs> funny enough, German. Yeah. <laughs> um, but False Body is on my playlist, too, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, my two would definitely be False Body and Feeding. And I actually owe a lot to Justin from Feeding. He's the drummer of that band. He's in some great other bands, too. But he's actually the one who recommended me to Vibes when they were going oh. through the last drummer change. And so, yeah. Sweet. Thanks for the connect. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, it's been two years now? Uh, no, because COVID? COVID's been fucking two years. Yeah, he was yeah. in the right? end of summer of 2019. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, together. yeah, and yeah, then no. uh, yeah, Justin's a rad dude. And I got a radio show on CJSR with him mm-hmm. every every Tuesday at ten. Sweet, no way. Just way. <laughs> 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 but we can do more than two, right? You. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. We can do more than two. Come on. My switches, <laughs> I switch between like Edmonton and Calgary hardcore a lot. Like definitely. Trench and Endgame just put out a new song today from Calgary. Um, it rips. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> hmm, who else? There's so many. <coughs> That's the thing. It's like once I started going to hardcore shows in the city, it was like I stopped listening to mainstream bands. It was always like, well, well there's so much good shit around town. So it really is. It blows yeah. my mind. Mm-hmm. And you can find your own taste, your own genre, yeah, and you can sure. beat those people and shake their yeah. hands. Yeah. That's what? the thing. It's like when I got to talk to I can't wait to just be shoulder to shoulder with some sweaty people. Right? <laughs> oh, I want that so bad. Yeah, well, and that's really cool about Emmett's in such a variety of genres, and I enjoy going to like lots of different types of events, you know? And I can't wait to just see like a big variety and all like the new stuff that's been working on. In the last two years, it's going to blow up now. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Pop that cork. <laughs> for like, you know, for punk or for um, like hardcore bands like us, uh, Eyes Front and Sealed Fate, like there are two new hardcore bands that I, I really, really like and I really love seeing what they're doing in Edmonton to kind of like reestablish like the Edmonton hardcore scene, like quite literally, you know, they're like a big part of that. False Body, as they mentioned, are like... Uh, true OGs I really like them uh, they don't play very often but E-Town Beatdown is kind of like the, the the flagship Edmonton hardcore band and then John Kennedy who's in that band and is featured on the album is like still very very much like a driving force like in Edmonton uh, then those are those are some of my favorite ones for the hardcore 
uh, punk bands, like, no problem. It's probably if you're just getting into punk and want to see, like, something in Edmonton, like, no problem is, is definitely the number one band. Um, Chips Avoid broke up, uh, but I hear they're going to do a reunion show in the fall. I don't know if that is not supposed to be known. <laughs> but that but I, I would say, I would say, I would say maybe just like, maybe, yeah, that's just a weird rumor I heard. Uh, so maybe don't count that out. Sister Susie's like super cool. I really like them as well. A little bit more like glam, but still quite, quite good. Uh, Laundry Week Fitness, uh, Homefront, really good like post-punk bands. There's a whack of them that uh, I I really enjoy. Visitor, who doesn't play Edmonton very often, but it's super, super good. Uh, I would say also, uh, like, you know, real sickies. They're on tour right now, so God bless them. God's Godspeed to them. Hopefully that's going good. That is a great band. Very, very nice individuals. Uh, Wax of other cool punk bands, but I would say check those ones out for sure. Uh, also, shout out to Slossy Drive, who's a hip-hop artist from Edmonton, who is fantastic. Super, super, super good. Uh, this other guy, DJ uh, Deadly Nedley, like check out his Yeah, events. Deadly Nedley. Yeah, he's going to turn you on to like what is like good in Edmonton for sure. Uh, in terms of like that hip hop, um, maybe also one quick important shout out to my brother uh, Earl Donald. Oh yeah, who's uh, doing really cool things and living out in Toronto, but uh, has been coming coming back and forth. So like playing between the two cities and really pumped on all that stuff he did. Synth on one track on our uh, on our uh, album there. Cool sound. <laughs> and if you like just fucking rock and roll, sorry, I'll just I'll just do a couple more. Wax Duplex, yeah. super, super good. Herstola, I really like them. Uh, Counterfeit Jeans, uh, I'm in another band with bass player. They just put out a new album at end of last year, but uh, it's a kind of like a sleeper hit because COVID, uh, but it's fucking slays. Super check that out. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot more, but in the interest of time, and you know, those would be some highlights, but there's tons <laughs> more. And there's always a lot of new stuff coming out. I'm I've never been been bored, and it's always kind of like new bands to check out. Yeah, holy mackerel! You're so connected too. You have so many. I'm glad to have this list. Yeah, yeah well, I'm I'm really, yeah, I'm a big like Edmonton music stand for sure. Like I really uh, ha- have loved going to shows and promoting shows and being in bands and getting to know the people and everything. And and, and then there's a lot of cool bands that have broken up but I'm always pumped on like the new shit that's coming out you know so definitely I, I am I'm invested in that for sure oh yeah well, it's important too it's I think so it important. is important yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I think that it's you know in a larger sense I think being interested in building on your community is like really important I think that that is kind of like a good thing for people to strive for and that can look like a lot of different things oh yeah big time. and it sometimes it can look like being in a punk band you know <laughs> but you know if you just kind of have the right mindset about it the more you give the more you put yourself out there the more you're going to get in return and so it's like building community that way is really yes the of it so that absolutely you can continue things to keep growing and 
get bigger and better, big new connections and relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the Edmonton scene. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually had another question for you guys too, just strictly COVID-based. Sure. How did COVID affect your guys' life, your band, your music? What did you guys focus on other than obviously live shows? Uh, yeah, it affected a lot. We, we were jamming uh, quite a bit less. Um, actually, felt like next to never through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. When restrictions and stuff would lift and ease some of our minds, we'd get together. But then, uh, then things like kind of cleared up that one summer for a bit, and we got. And I think that's when we started writing or recording the record was just after that summer. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, they re- applied all those restrictions again. So that yeah, it just slowed everything down. Like I think it took like four months, but it was like such spotty timing too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Based on what was going on and how many people were allowed to be in there at any time mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It took forever. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of layers to be added to it too, like a lot of vocals parts. And mm-hmm. So like it, it definitely took a while. I think that hurt the most. <laughs> just time too COVID. much time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, where do you guys want to see the band being in the future? What is like in an ideal world, what is the ideal vibe? Yeah, put your dreaming caps on. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, <clears throat> we've been around technically eight years, so we certainly are planning to get ten years under our belts at least. I, I, I would hope. I, you know, I, um, I'm superstitious, you know, which is very strange considering all of the other <laughs> opinions I have. I don't like. I don't like to say that stuff out loud because I feel like it'll sort of jinx it. I try to... That's magical thinking. That's corrosive thinking, which is has no base in reality. So I do try to challenge that, but I am still apprehensive about it. There's like a... We've applied for some festivals this summer that haven't yet made their decisions on any bands. So certainly we are putting our intentions out there to play festivals, to uh, broaden the Vibes brand as much as we can because we did just release an album and that's what you ought to do so we're gonna be playing more and then uh seeing what the summer has in store for us hopefully get out and, and get in front of some new people in some other neighboring uh communities and um you know just be like i would love to plan a tour or something but it's just where it's so kind of gun shy you know because i've made a few sort of similar types of plans with different projects or putting on shows and then shit the lockdown comes you know and so i don't know if that's for us this summer maybe but who knows but definitely if things are like totally clear and like next summer like we're 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 let us know hit us up where do you where where can you book vibes? We'll come. But uh, play for my wedding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure, sure. Sure. Have you got, have you got the cash there, birthday boy? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Don't mind me, by the way. And um, who are your guys' favorite visual artists locally right now? It's a hard one for the musicians. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's the opposite for the artists. Yeah, like Mark from the Aviary, like oh, makes really, amazing. really beautiful stuff. So I, I went. Pieces up here. Yeah, I went to his uh, open house at Aviary, and I thought it was really gorgeous and the, the meticulous 
work that he puts into everything. Meticulous, uh, yeah, the yeah. hours. <laughs> yeah, and you just gotta imagine he has like a house just full of like all sorts of like triangles and circles of like <laughs> little paper, you know? Like it's just the the I mean, the proof is in the pudding, like just looking at it, it's like the, it's it's so uh complex. So I think it's he's quite beautiful. Visual, because literally you'd look at it, uh, uh, my friend Veronica makes really compelling art. She has recently moved away, uh, so but she is from Edmonton. And visual art, uh, video art, uh, both very cool. Lucas Zapata, who is one of my best friends, and I was in a project pre-COVID called Faith Crisis. He did all of the VDJing for us, like projecting these incredible space age shit and then also did stuff at the rec room before covid i hope they have him back at actually i don't even know if rec room is still around i never liked that venue but what he could do with that big stage and like that screen and stuff like it fucking melted your face (laughs) so uh, i'm into that one more thing i'll kind of throw out there and it's more it's not to necessarily shout out a specific artist but it's just the vibe is um I've been involved in organizing the Edmonton Zine Fair for the last uh, no six way. years or whatever. Yeah. Okay, get me on this. And <laughs> so we tried to do every twice a year, and we did twice a year uh, up until a little bit before COVID. COVID did kind of squash our plans. We did one, and, and I could just get the sense that the comfort it wasn't comfortable mm-hmm. yet. So I'm really I'm waiting just to, to see when that bounces back, but. The uh, positive energy in that room during those events and people who kind of like put their art and put their zines and put their crafts, put that put that out there. It's just like so uh, sincere and wholesome. And I just love it. I just walk away feeling like a million bucks. Yeah, I had gone to one once. Yeah. And that was before COVID. And I really loved all the people there, the atmosphere. Yeah. I thought it was really well done. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you for putting on something so great. But then w- with COVID coming by, I tried to sign up myself to get in on it. And, you know, of course, nothing really works out. <laughs> nothing worked out this last two years. Right. And so I'm sorry if I've missed that. Even, but we'll connect. <laughs> well, no, because even if it was an uncomfortable environment or whatever, like, I'd want to be there for the best time anyways. So, yeah. You know, you you kind of want to sell something, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> so we got we to gotta kind of we gotta see what it looks like. Because, obviously, pe- people being happy, people feeling at ease and everything uh uh and then also you know people should wear a mask if they're sick or they're uncomfortable but having that option you know we'll Mm. see what that looks like so i know royal bison and lots other of those types of events have been online and haven't happened in it but the zine fair is an in-person event like it wouldn't Mm. wouldn't be the same online or with like an (laughs) online auction it's kind of like the whole idea is that you don't need to provide a portfolio, you don't need to pay some exorbitant fee, you don't need to meet the, the approval of a panel of judges. It's fully just for creators, and if you've created something that you are willing to be like, here it is, world, fuck yeah, let's give you a space. So that, and that's the, the whole idea of it. And then as kind of like a, a, a very much an amateur in art, I have never thought of anything I've made as like this incredible p- piece of art that should demand respect from like the larger like art world or whatever. That's not even like a fucking thought. It's just like 
I just made this. I think it's like funny to me or, you know, this made me happy. And that is good enough, you know, mm -hmm. the act of creation. And that is beautiful in, in and of itself. and should be fostered, you know. So I would say for people who want to see some fun stuff, that would be a cool place to go to see some fun local visual artists. Yeah. Do you guys have any plans for the future then, like with COVID being so it's questionable? You guys probably don't have anything set in date. Nothing set in date. Is it usually, what, the summer and then the winter or something like that? What I will say is right now it's just me. And I am really interested in collaborators and people who have ideas or people who have, like, knowledge to kind of, like, make it work better in COVID or add some layer of it that I haven't think of it or... Something like that because it's like a one person thing can only kind of do so much right now. And and it, it deserves to kind of have uh, other ideas injected into it. So I don't know what the future of it looks like right now. But I would say when people seem like they're comfortable, you know, it's not something I really have any interest in forcing because it's supposed to be make people feel happy, you know. So if it's under duress, it's like just not the right vibe. I think that's the smartest choice you can make, yeah. yeah. I totally agree. And, um... How about you do it? So I didn't yeah, what about you do guys? Do you guys know right. any local artists or um, anyone you want to mention? Not even fucking graffiti tags. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I would probably be Hannah McMillan. Yeah. For that fucking hand portrait. That white picture uh, up there is hers. Oh, yeah. The, the chai pig mural? Yeah. yeah. That is so fucking dope. intense, too, but... Yeah. So crazy. One of my favorites in Edmonton. Uh, yeah, she's got some good portrait work, too. She's crazy talented. You know, a few of those, like, music and art shows with her at them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, and her music fits in so well yeah, with metal. Or her, her... Oh, yeah, she's at... Uh, fit in so well you were at Devil's the Music, mm -hmm. too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. And what about you... I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm just bad at themes, so I, I couldn't tell you. Oh, it's those I, fucking I, silver balls, right? Yeah. <laughs> on on Groat Road on there. On Groat Road, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Not the silver balls, no. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, so funny. <laughs> and um, what is your guys' favorite thing about performing live? Uh, I, I think, like, I really... Uh, Sorry to just jump in there. I feel like um, a certain parts of my person just seem to shut off during that time. You know what I mean? Like I feel like all my, you know, physically I feel like I just have like a lot more power. I feel like I'm I'm not tired. I'm not. I get like this boost of energy. Yeah. Uh, I feel like my mind becomes like sharper and clearer in a way. I can't necessarily always think of things on the fly because there is kind of so much energy, but I, I, I can. I try my best. <laughs> also, you know, I just feel like um, a comfort and, and ease in my body that I don't normally have, you know what I mean? I just feel like kind of like the, I'm let out of my fucking cage, you know, basically. What about you guys? I don't know. I know you mentioned it, the whole shutting off. Yeah, you, it's kind of like an adrenaline rush. It all happens yeah. so fast. But I guess the, the the more fun, the more energy there is, the is probably when it when I enjoy it the most. Mm -hmm. When it's received well and, and it makes us have more fun. That's usually 
And I have a weird sense of humor, so like making awkward eye contact with people. <laughs> <laughs> you want a little yeah, I always <laughs> wonder when people just like are they looking at me? <laughs> they probably are. Started like curating events and stuff while seeing so much more live music than I ever had before. And there's like totally people that do that and I'm like, they're not looking at me either. I'm like, <laughs> like what do I do? I'm like walking away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah do how much do you guys do? Yeah. It's so yeah. funny <laughs> just to see their reaction. It's a different way of interacting with people, you know? <laughs> there's not, yeah, there's not necessarily a real clear uh, guidelines on how, how you're supposed to do that. So, yeah, maybe they are looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> and how about you, Dylan? Yeah, Dylan? Mm-hmm. Uh, a good moment for me would probably be, I was watching a recent set of ours on YouTube a while ago, and I saw a moment where, like, the crowd was singing the song back to Maddie. And for me, I never notice that stuff because I just zone out or I'm like staring at the floor when I'm trying to keep time or whatever. So like I never look at a crowd when we play. And so yeah, just watching that moment was kind of just saw the impact of like our whole recording and writing process mm-hmm. over COVID and bringing that together. So, yeah. Isn't that just bittersweet? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was just when we only had the one song out. Yeah. So we haven't played a show since the album came out. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now that people have heard the other songs, you know, I, I think, hopefully, you know, we see a little bit more of that. Yeah, <laughs> that was sure. definitely nice. That made me really happy. Mm-hmm. And you guys got a recording of it, too. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice yeah. And, and then actually, yeah, shout out to Scoped Exposure, mm-hmm, who did sure. that videography, like, a uh, uh, hundred shouts out mm-hmm. on a hundred podcasts, because that those dudes are the best. Mm-hmm. And they do so much to uh, uh, capture mm-hmm. what's going on in Alberta and... and uh, in hardcore in general, you know, and document it, and if the fucking aliens wiped us out tomorrow, it would still be there. As long as you <laughs> <Totally>. survived. <laughs> Can't destroy that. Yeah, right? I don't think they have that powerful of lasers. <laughs> and so you guys are available on all streaming platforms? Yeah. And then, what's your guys' like, Instagram... YouTube, all the socials. Yeah. Vibes 780 on everything except for Bandcamp. We are, we are the soul vibes. And so I know that that makes it a little bit incongruent, but we just <laughs> wanted to jump on having, like, to be the only vibes at once. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I have one more question. Just as a finale, if you guys could give yourselves any advice when you were younger, any tidbits? Just give her. Just give her. <laughs> <laughs> no, for me, it was always, uh, I, I started learning music uh, alone, kind of in my room, quietly, and there wasn't really anyone to, like, share that with. So I found, uh, when I did finally find people to play music with, it just, everything just got easier and more fun, especially learning how to play music. Um, so yeah, definitely, uh, yeah, just find people that, that, that respect your craft and just enjoy it and play with each other. <laughs> Yeah, mine would just be to stick with it, because you'll definitely have those moments where you feel like quitting, and one of those for me was like, just like you, I've played in my room for like years, and could never find anyone to jam with, so that was one of my moments where I was thinking, oh, I'm not going to continue with this, but then finally starting to be in bands, then you start to see, like, oh, you might actually be able to make something out of this. Well, actually, the biggest one's like, don't be shy with with presenting something to, 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 whether it's like a group or whatever. Yeah. Um... Because, yeah, you're your own worst critic, and 
one of the things is when you're developing music and you start to hear it over and over and over, you're like, okay, well, maybe that's crap, actually. <laughs> but that's not the case at all, ever. Yeah. Every so. time I finish a painting, I always look back and go, oh, that's so crap. Like, I don't know why I do that to myself. I'll look at it like a week later and be like, oh, I'm a genius. But in the moment when I first finish it, yeah, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that there's like a lot of things that people learn along the way. So, it, I, I think, yeah, open, being open to the learning experience and learning from your mistakes is like a big one, just in general for your own growth. I think like really practically, if you want to become a singer, especially a singer in an extreme genre, is uh, care for your voice and do vocal warm-ups and practice your vocals. And if you're doing vocals that hurt, you're doing them the wrong way. And so if you want to do it long-term, like big Uncle Matty here, you got to really be <laughs> mindful of that and, 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 and hone your craft, if that may sound cheesy to you, but that is, you know, you are, that's your instrument. So you can smoke uh, crazy shit if you need to, but also just be mindful that if you're going to sing like right after, that might hurt a little bit. And if you, <laughs> if you, do, if you do something that hurts long enough, you're going to do damage to it. And for some people, your vocals might not necessarily heal. I, myself, like I had an accident when I was young, and so one of my vocal cords is paralyzed, and that's why I talk the way I do. But like a car accident? Uh, it's a, no, it was like a, a, a complication during surgery, unfortunately, like a tracheotomy surgery. The, the surgery uh, was successful and corrected the intended problem, but that was just something that came along with it, unfortunately. So, that being said, fate deals people all kinds of different hands. So you got to do with it what you will. And certainly, people did not uh, think that I should be singing. They they didn't think I should because my voice sounds really raspy. They didn't think that maybe I'd be healthy enough to do it. Blah 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 blah. But it was something I really wanted to pursue. And so I wasn't very good for a long time through. The entirety of, 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 you know, maybe the first 10 years I was doing it. I don't think anybody ever said, Matthew, you're a good singer. But I just wanted to do it. And so I practiced and I learned and I took it seriously. I took singing lessons. I learned about timing and control and being a really good front person and um, talking faster than other people, like learning like the metal screams and doing them like in a healthy way and uh i'm i'm not incredible but I, i've improved a lot since then so i would say do it in a healthy way uh as a front person if you're nervous my recommendation would be to try to rock out harder you know it's like if you are don't do drugs but like if you're on drugs and they say like oh just dance and dance and it'll be okay it's kind of the same thing, you know? If you start rocking out, nobody's going to know you're nervous and you're going to look cool. And so that's how, you, that's how you, you might still be nervous, but then nobody will know. And what people don't know, if they don't know it, is it true, you know? What's more, what's more true? Like your little, your little voice of nervousness in, in the heart or this miraculous display of rock, which you will give to your crowd? You know, so that's something to think about. And then I would say long term in terms of being involved in the music community, uh, promoters, going to shows, 
people who own bars, people who go on to do things. The people who are really passionate are, are around you when you're young may stay passionate and may get involved in different other things, you know. So treat people well, you know, and foster relationships and don't be mean because often people will remember that. And in a place like Edmonton, where if you're involved in the scene for a long time, you're maintaining relationships over decades if you want to be a rocker for life. And that takes some kindness sometimes and some humility and some just uh, manners, you know? So that's because the majority of of musicians are narcissists, I feel like. And even if they're not, to think that you are so great that you need to show yourself in front of a whole crowd, certainly there's something a little perplexing about that. It's a little, you obviously think you have something special. And maybe you do, you probably do. Everybody does. What I'm saying is there's a lot of um, uh, 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 selfish people in the music industry, and it may behoove you to not be one of them. (laughs) And just be a little bit friendly with people. Oh, yeah, Edmonton's like a small town here. It's funny how quickly things travel, and all of our subgenre groups are all very, very close-knit and everything, too. And it's easy. I don't think about those 10 years along the road, either. It's easy to hate people's guts. (gasps) And it's easy to hate somebody's guts about something they did six years ago. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) That they might not know about. (laughs) (laughs) So just maybe if you're starting out, those would be a handful of things to think about. I'm like writing these down as you're saying it. Yeah. <laughs> Taking notes right now. Thank you. Thank yeah, you very no much. Problem. I think that's all of our questions for today. Thank We're you guys finding. so much for coming. Yeah, no problem. And, for uh, yeah, don't forget to check out Vibes and March 19th. You got it. Check it out. Yeah, thank you so much, guys, for coming by. Thanks for sharing some of your stories with us. This was so much fun. We were excited to have you guys. Yeah, we had a great time. Thank you so much. Cool. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Well, we out.